The RBI is not happy with banks increasing their exposure to unsecured loans on the one hand. On the other hand, it is obvious that unsecured loans are exceeding the rest of the retail portfolio. So, why are banks chasing these loans? And what's the advantage that these loans hold? Hi there, welcome to the Business Line podcast. I'm Nabodita Ganguly. Hamsini Kartik joins me to discuss more about the topic. Hi, Hamsini. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Nabodita. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you. So, Hamsini, I wanted to first ask about what is exactly the RBI's view on unsecured loan exposure? Sure. Um, uh, we've been reporting at Business Line for almost six to eight months now that uh, the Reserve Bank of India is not very comfortable with banks holding uh, a very high level of unsecured loans. Uh, just to go back in time, um, we've seen unsecured loans as a portion of total retail loans increased from less than 20%. Uh, this was way back in uh, FY18 to much over 34% today, 31-32% today right uh, so typically uh, why is there a little bit of discomfort on unsecured loans is because uh, as the name goes these loans are not backed by any collateral any security so uh, assume i def- i don't pay my card company at best what will happen the credit card uh, outstanding at best what will happen is that my uh, score is goes for a toss my credit score goes for a toss uh, but does that give any of the banks whose card that i uh, defaulted a right of recourse or a right of getting that money back from me the answer is no same would be the case if uh, you had a personal loan availed from a bank as well um, in fact uh, pre pandemic and i think even now this is once again becoming a trend people are taking personal loans to go on vacations uh, foreign trips etc uh they get uh, they get repaid as a small portion of the total uh, uh, monthly salary so there is uh, there is a credit that happens first uh, as the salary gets credited all that is good so that, therefore the the uh, pers- unsecured personal loans are also doing very well but imagine a situation that i have let's say 8 months of outstanding pl to repay and i decide to change jobs uh, for 3 months whatever is my bank balance that is what is there for me to run my family run my household myself and the bank outstanding it this gives me a motivation to default the loan let me not repay it let me stop the um, automatic uh, uh, debit from from my account if i decide to do any of those things as a bank they will not be in any position to take that money back from me that is the risk which rbi is a little uh, wary about right now has been so rightly uh, the the concerns started emerging somewhere around september at business line we've been uh, very vociferously reporting on this matter uh, time and again how the regulator is not comfortable because of the sheer nature of these loans and typically what are these unsecured loans these are your uh, you know personal loans like we discussed credit card loans uh, small business loans uh, emergency loans uh even the payday loans which the fintechs uh, you know sort of uh, package and uh, lend these are also unsecured loans student um, loans as well right those that student loans are also unsecured yeah. that's right 
that's right student loans are also unsecured largely the education loans are on in the unsecured uh, segment so that is that is the scenario right now and that is also the reason for scare uh, from a regulatory perspective okay understood but then private banks have posted at least 30 to 35% growth in the unsecured portfolios for the june quarter so does this show the increasing demand for unsecured loans and do we expect this to continue yes 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 we're talking about private banks because right now there isn't too much data on the psu banks uh, the major ones bank of baroda sbi uh, they will all be out Uh, this week and in, in during the course of this week so we'll have a better picture but the trend is that for the entire banking industry this is the segment which has been propelling growth like you mentioned retail segment growth is around 20 22% uh the pl segment or the unsecured segment is growing much more than that 30 35% is the run rate there um the reason there is that you know these are small ticket loans they are a lot easy to sell the time between uh, uh, a query coming in to doing due diligence and sending out the loan is much short compared to a uh, secured loan for instance in gold loans you, know, you will have to audit the gold the quality of gold etc home loan there is a verification process that is involved which will take at least uh, you know 3 days however efficient a certain bank is whereas unsecured loans are very easy to distribute i put in a query into a bank's uh, website today i'll get my money within even 90 minutes 90 itself is on the upper limit there are banks which is handing out lo- which are handing out loans in 15 minutes so and then uh, the 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 good effect or the good part of handing out loans in 15 minutes is that it immediately hits your balance sheet it bumps up the asset side the, uh, these are faster to grow also easier to grow also okay understood on that note i also wanted to understand as to why banks are chasing this loans and what's the advantage that that this loans hold good question uh why are they chasing um ideally they should be chasing home loans because uh, what we've seen is that there is a rebalance in interest rates right because repo rate has gone up 20 uh, 250 basis points uh, since uh, may and uh, home loans therefore have gone up from 6 and a half to up to 9 9.5% that has been the amount of transition that we've seen in interest rates uh, with respect to home loan but on the contrary take a personal loan okay uh personal loan rates have not quite moved they've always ballpark been in the 10 and a half to 11 and a half at best 12 and a half range uh, despite you know wherever the repo is today which means that uh, these loans are uh, pretty much benchmark on a different basis we call it mclr uh, marginal cost of fund based lending right uh, Uh, when loans are uh, uh, dispersed in mclr there is uh, there is a little bit of leeway that banks have in terms of pricing these loans uh, mclr allows a good cushion for banks to pass on um, the operating expenses and so on uh, the risk of loan operating expenses etc whereas eblr the external benchmark rate which is often the rate uh, followed on uh, home loans uh, in particular they are directly linked to repo so you can't tinker so much with the rate the yield in a personal loan is very very high compared to a home loan 
because the cost of operating home loan is a lot uh, higher compared to the cost of operating a personal loan or an, a small ticket unsecured loan. Therefore, like I said, given that, you know, the yield in the PL segment, even if there has not been a pass through of rate increase, is higher than that of a home loan category, there is a lot of preference to these loans because uh, we go back in conversation, these loans are easy to uh, um, source, these loans are faster to underwrite, these loans are faster to disburse as well. So the effect on the balance sheet is much faster compared to a home loan category. Uh, that is the reason why banks are chasing this particular segment. If I were to put it in simple term, banks are playing the yield game. Okay, that's interesting. Now, talking oh. about interest rates, is there any reason as to why these loans didn't see a significant increase in interest rates? Mm, yes, because they are benchmarked to MCLR or marginal cost of fund-based lending. Uh in MCLR, the bank has a discretion to reset rates. It need not be reset even at every point in time when there is a reset in the repo or the benchmark rate, the underlying benchmark rate, right? Uh, since banks have the ability to reset uh, or the uh, discretion to reset and reset within a range that they are comfortable with, the pricing becomes a lot more attractive compared to a EBLR or a home loan rate. Um, this is one of the reasons that despite the repo going up so much, it's not impacted these home loan categories because they're able to price their risk. You know, even without passing the higher repo, uh, uh, repo rates, they're able to price the risk very well. So your PL loan rates have not gone up at all. Uh, if you have a card, you'll notice that your credit card rate is uh, continuing to remain stagnant at either 36 or 48 or whatever. Just because the repo has gone up, those rates have not gone up at all. Right? So, um, uh, the, the, at the current levels itself, it is a very attractive proposition for banks. So, you're saying in the now currently it's very attractive proposition. What about the medium term? How would it figure out in the medium term? Will this be tricky in the medium term or how would it work out? The expectation that is sort of getting built in is that uh, it will get a little tricky. It could get a little tricky. But we will come to this part uh, in, in just a couple of uh, minutes. Uh, the target that most of the private banks at least want to have is a 15% uh, a mix of you know unsecured loans within the retail portfolio, right? Now, why are they targeting this 15% as a magic number? Is because this is a comfortable yield position. Um, they, they can do more of HL if they are able to do proportionally much more of a unsecured loan. So that is why this 15 is becoming a very magic number for banks to deal with as far as unsecured loans are concerned. Now, why is this, why can this be tricky? Uh, Talk to any bank, any banker, they will say that, you know, 80% of our unsecured is sold to our existing customers. It's like a top-up product or it's a cross-sell product and so on and so forth. There is merit to uh, uh, why banks say that, you know, they don't see so much risk in that segment because right now it's largely to among the existing to bank customers. It's not new to bank or new to credit at the moment. But the thing is that 
uh, at some point leverage levels even for individual borrowers could start increasing right that is the point at which things will break and typically typically any loan asset has a certain cycle like the last cycle we saw in the infrastructure space which played out starting 2015 to to all the way up to 2019 uh, was a cycle that gathered momentum right from 2008 you know the build up to the cycle started in 2008 it peaked in 2012 so typically a cycle is about 8 years where you see the bottom the trough to peak happen in the first 4 years of first 4 to 5 years and then you will start seeing a gradual moderation where we are at right now uh you can look at it two ways um the retailization trend as such began somewhere in mid fy18 um right um, but unsecured as a proportion started gathering momentum in fy19 or f uh, uh, maybe i would say uh, early fy20 but what happened is that there was a slight pullback that happened from the market you know during the pandemic banks were very hesitant to 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 give out unsecured loans the way that they are giving out right now so do you want to consider the current growth cycle of uh, unsecured loans as something that started in fy21 or do you want to consider it as something that started in fy19 you know once we are fixed on the start point then we will be able to sort of find out where our peak is and my guess is that the market and even the regulator is somewhere discounting what happened in the past that is fy1920 and they're taking the cycle to begin at fy21 or maybe mid fy22 that's when uh, there was a reasonable certainty with respect to asset quality of retail assets right so that way if we are to look at we've just about started climbing in the momentum of unsecured loans uh, and I, I, i'm sorry i missed this unsecured loans also includes a portion of microfinance loans those are also unsecured in nature right so um as we as we see more and more of these loans getting built up let's say by fy 25 you know that's when the cycle is somewhere going to mature now what is the other side to it this is from a bank perspective from a customer perspective do we have visibility in how uh, earnings are going to shape up for the salary class because largely you know your personal loan uh, borrower would be your salaried segment uh, salaried could be at entry level at mid level at or at top level that is um, uh, that is how the game is played everybody is covered in the salary class so how good are the increments going to be year on year uh, is there going to be job creation every year so these uh, these aspects related to salary uh, the job market this would also be very very important and critical to watch out um now why are we getting a little cautious on loans because almost on an everyday basis we see that you know startups are chucking people from jobs banks are having an unduly high rate of uh, attrition there is a reasonably high rate of attrition still in the it sector and mind you it sector is a very very important component of bank credit especially from unsecured loans and a home loan perspective uh, the it sector employees have been a huge contributing factor to and for the heck of growth in these pockets so how is that sector going to 
sort of uh, shape up in the next three years. These are things that we need to read along with the growth of these loans. So maybe now we're not seeing high delinquencies. People are able to contain their credit at credit costs at less than uh, 100 basis points or uh, a gross NPS, if that is an easier metrics to uh, metric to sort of weigh. Uh, at 150 uh, basis points, 1.5% of gross NPAs in, in these sort of unsecured loans is not a bad number at all by any means because the average for these loans is somewhere around 25 2 or so, right? So relatively, we are in a very good spot right now. And that is why my belief is that uh, banks will continue to play on the unsecured loans part despite the regulator or bankers or people like me constantly coming out with commentary that, oh, unsecured growth is can be tricky, whatever. Banks will continue to flock that space because we've not peaked yet. But is the macro fundamental going to remain exactly where it is, sanguine as it is now when we touch the peak? I think that is a big uncertainty, which nobody has any clue about right now. Basically, there's a lot to look into and observe as of now. Yes, yes. You yeah. can't just look at, you know, uh, unsecured loans. You can't just look at, you know, the headline NPA numbers yeah. or the headline growth numbers. We need a lot of granularity to assess a portfolio. Yeah. And unfortunately, as external people, no, Nabodita, uh, the problem is we don't have data. We don't have data on 100 things. Okay. And since these are these end up being internal data points, even in a in an analyst call or a call with media during uh, quarterly results or whatever, banks don't come out giving you know granular information. Why Without is that? that? Like why they should? Right? <laughs> they should in an that's, ideal world. Yeah. They should in an ideal world. They should. No, because yeah. what I was thinking was like uh, secured loan. If you are from a middle class household, at some point of time, you must have at, at least thought about taking unsecured loans, right? If not taken it, you must have had some discussion. So the RBI raising a caution about it. And maybe this is me thinking a lot. But what I was thinking is if banks reduce giving unsecured loans, people will, of course, go to other mediums, other non-banking institutions, which will charge higher interest rate and give you the same loans. So won't that be a that big problem? True. That is so true. But then it'll it'll also be, you know, very discretionary loans. Like, uh, I'm not sure. And there is a huge population out there which uh, goes out on vacations taking a loan, especially foreign trips, right? So uh, if, if the same loan is from an NDFC, let's assume at 16% rate of interest, would you want to take a loan and travel abroad? So there is a little bit of judgment that start prevailing in people there's a little bit of uh, thought process that one would want to bring in whether at at 16 percent rate of interest should i travel to australia with my family or not at 11 maybe it doesn't look like such a bad deal but at 16 it's definitely an expensive deal so so just to take a view that you know if banks are going to curtail people are going to go to ndfc yes it is the migration is very likely but it will not be a very simplistic migration either nabodita Okay, understood. So basically, right now, we are not in a position to come to any conclusion. Let's see how it goes. Conclusion, if you really want to, yeah. then I would say that, you know, uh, the banks are playing a very um, uh, tricky game. Mm -hmm. You don't know when your feet is going to get stuck in the quagmire. The reason being, 
uh, and it's all in cycle, circles, okay? Why are unsecured loans getting preferred? Because they give you a very high uh, yield. Why are the yields high? Because on the other side, operating costs, including credit costs, are currently low. So you play the cycle till as long as it sort of uh, uh, peaks out. But at the point that it has peaked out, as a bank, let's say I have been so uh, enjoyed with this whole uh, uh, 10% uh, uh, comp composite yield. That's because of a meaty uh, uh, yield coming in from my unsecured loans at 16, 17 odd percent. When I have realized that I have peaked as a cycle, am I going to say that, okay, I'm, go I'm not going to grow so much on the unsecured loans. That will subsequently give me a hit on margins. But I'm willing to take it because I want to turn cautious on my book as a bank. As anybody, do you think we have the uh, we have the stomach to uh, say something like this? My answer to that is no, because once you're used to seeing a certain number, your eyes automatically get greedy. We would want to see those numbers, you know, constantly. You have a, a certain level of salary, you would continue to want to uh, earn that level of salary or higher than that, right? Nobody wants to take a pay cut. It's a similar situation for banks. And where banks are right now, they're entering into that vicious trap. What do I forego for the sake of safety? That's something that they will not be able to uh, brave an answer to at this point in time. At the point in time when they want to take a brave call, it would be too late for them to. Which is why they're playing a very dangerous game by playing the yield game. Okay, understood. Hamsini, thanks a lot for your time. Thank, Thank you. you so much.